Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Welcome to the Tabin Dillard Podcast, everybody. One week ago, we were sorting through the ins and outs of wrapping up season two. And if we're going to do nary a minute more of the podcasting here for the Tabin Dillard Podcast. But here we are. Season three, episode number one. If you just joining us, you right at the front end. The very first episode of this new season. If you ain't never listened to this podcast before, I invite you to go back and check out the season ones. That's about 15 episodes. And then the season two, that's 15 episodes. And then uh, join us here. We'll be waiting on you. Season three, episode one. My name is Tabin Dillard. I'm Olans. I live in Chancellor Park, but maybe you already knew that. I just don't want to assume that you do. You really don't ever want to walk into a situation and say, don't y'all know me? Because there's a good chance they don't. And after an introduction like that, they probably ain't real interested in knowing you. You know, you walk in the room being all hot shot. So I didn't want to walk into your podcast, so to speak, and uh, hot shot around or whatever. So if you are new here, let me be the first to say, welcome. This is, like I said, the very first episode of the very third season of the Tab and Dillard podcast. And I'll tell you what happens here is I just clue you into what's happening in my neck of the woods here. And truth be told, uh, the first two seasons of the podcast have been taking us through uh, the fall softball season in season one. And season two was walking through the winter adult softball season. So you may be thinking, Tavin, is this third season of the podcast going to walk us through the spring season a softball season? Well, not exactly. The spring season ain't starting for like another month or so. And I ain't in charge of that, so I can't tell you, like, oh, this is why they're doing that. Uh, it's for these reasons. I ain't. I could find out, I guess, but I don't care none enough, enough about it. You know, it's like when they tell me season's going to start and am I going to play, you know, then I start answering them questions. But and, and as far as being in charge of when somebody's season's doing what or when it's going to start, I ain't. Um, so that's how I know that. I do uh, got my lawn mowing business that's keeping me busy, and I just landed uh, breaking news. A new client in the form of Bud, the one and only from Bud's Burger Shed, who happens to be the sponsor for our softball team. Speaking of sponsors, guess who's back? Sponsoring the Tab and Dillard podcast again this season. If you if you joined us last week, you know. But if you didn't, you might not. It's Bee House Honey with Tabin's Honey from Bees. That's right. I got my own honey with my face on the label, and this honey come from bees. And tis the season to get some of that honey. Uh, from the hive, you know, it's strained and bottled, not cooked, where all the good stuff gets cooked out, you know, so it don't crystallize on the store shelf as they cook that out. Oh, no, you know, but this uh, this stuff leaves all the good stuff in. This is the real deal, and it's waiting for you. Check it out in the show notes today. So I am steady focused on them lawns right now. And you could say mowing Bud's lawn could be tricky because what if I mess up? You know, it's like when you let your cousin who just got their real estate license try to sell you a house or whatever, and you love them because they family, but they don't know what they're doing yet, and you kind of the guinea pig. Only thing is, you ain't dealing with pennies 
Organis is like high dollar steaks and it don't go well because you're talking about a house. Then you don't really want to run into that cousin, but there's too many family get-togethers to avoid that. And you're just thinking, why in the world did I let that happen? You know, that could be what I run into with Buzz. What I'm saying, it's like, yeah, I see him all the time. I eat at the burger shed. I'm on Bud's Burger Shed uh, softball team. Now I'm actually an employee. You know, he hired me to cut his lawn, but I'm a professional. You know, I do them lawns right. So there shouldn't be no problem kind of thing. But that's what go through my head. Like that way, like, you know how you run uh, what they call scenarios in your head. And you say, what if this happens? What if that happens? Then this could lead to that. And that could lead to that. Moral of the story is don't hire your cousin to help you do real estate stuff. I don't know. Well, anyways, I'm down at Bud's a few times a week. We friends. And now we ain't only got a friendship. We got this work relationship and i ain't looking to shy away from it nothing like that i'm just saying these are the things i gotta think through not to mention but i will mention they started redoing early bird gets the perm so that's just another thing in town that's going on it's not like i got hired to redo it but that is something that's a big deal because uh that's that's meemaw's hangout Meemaw go down to Early Bird gets the perm, and uh, uh, she love it down there. That's where she gets her hair did in town. It's what I guess you might call like a wooden bungalow or like a mobile building. Like it's got a little wooden ramp on the right side where folks can walk to the front door, or they can just go up them regular steps in the front of it, and you can walk up and you just go inside Early Bird gets the perm through that one front door. But they given Early Bird gets the perm a facelift, as they call it. Now, they ain't changing the building. They just changing the paint job on it and replacing some wood on them door frames and window frames, things like that. And they got a new logo and they putting that on a sign out front. And they got t-shirts too. Now speaking of t-shirts, this ain't about early bird gets a perm, but I do have the new uh, no pro uh, fishing shirts that launched last week. And you can get them, uh, there'll, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. If you need something for your fishing trips, uh, it says, you know, no pro, I bring the snacks because that's kind of where I'm at right now in my fishing world. And I bring the good snacks and I never go hungry on the water. But you're thinking, who cares, Tavin? What's t-shirts got to do with early bird beginning some perm? Well, here, let's say you want to get a shirt for your mama or your meemaw or you just want to wear it because, you know, your mama, uh, meemaw, sissy, aunt, whoever really loves it down there and you just want to support it. Well, Pretty soon, you might be able to. That's great, Tavin. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that I draw the logo or the picture or the artwork, whatever you call it, for Early Bird Gets the Perm, and they accepted it like they approved it, and here we go. So it's their logo, and it, if it ends up on a uh, on a shirt, I'll let y'all know. Uh, but, you know, right now, we got, we got that no-pro bass uh, really just out there. Folks seem to like it because, you know, it say a lot, and it's comfy. And it's that kind of weather where you need to get out there and be comfy. You don't want to be too hot, but you do want to be covered up. So that's available. And it's going, uh, it, so here's what Early Bird gets a perm. It's like maroon right now. They painting that building. It's going, it's like maroon and pink. And they changing it to a green, like different shades of green. I don't know what you call it. I ain't a greenologist, but it's basically like medium to darkish green. You can, you can, uh learn more about it. if i get the colors going on the logo i can show y'all sometime but i'm just telling you in your mind's eye you can think maroon pink yeah you know that color well to green like a darker kind of different type of green maybe forest green light forest dark forest like because they using different colors for the for the main wall 
out front, you know, the the sides and everything, and then the window and the door frames are that darker color. Anyhow, I'm about to use, uh, you know, that picture's like worth a thousand words, so maybe I'll just show y'all the picture sometimes because I'm about to use 2,000 trying to explain what color green they paint and early bird gets a permit. I don't really know how helpful all them words are when you could just see the picture uh, one of these days and you'll know for sure like that away. Now, don't misunderstand. You can't just snap your fingers and give early bird the perm a facelift. Oh, no. It's going to be a process, and they're making a big deal out of it like the mayor's talking about it. And they're going to do a ribbon cutting. You know it's a big deal when they bring out them big scissors. So that's going to be in a few weeks, and I'll keep you updated on all the hard-hitting details right here on the Tab and Dillard podcast. I mean, because that's close to home. That's like, if Mima ain't happy about something, ain't nobody happy. She's excited about it. She just don't want things... Uh, to be inconvenient she's kind of mad about that it's like going to be a different color which she ain't she ain't thrilled about it but she ain't mad but it ain't going to be as easy to get into because there's folks working on the building while it's still open for business you know about that like early bird gets the perm they ain't about to lose out on business so you gotta like say excuse me mr hard hat i'm coming in here you know to get my hair dead and whatever and i said to her uh well me do you want it closed and then you can't go at all while they're working on it? Are you going to be okay with going in there, you know, while there's construction outside? Well, she didn't want it closed. It's like everybody else. No way. And, of course, those folks running it don't. Well, sometimes you're going to have to get along with some inconvenience. In the meantime, the way I see it, it's like when I went fishing at the lake that's by the bait and tackle shop, and there was a crow that wanted my bag of hot fries, and I already opened them. Well, I should have known better because I lost a bag of Funyuns that way already before when I was bike ramping. You just can't open a snack and think it's going to be okay around crows. You either eat the whole bag or you wait till later to even open it. But I wanted them hot fries and I wanted to fish. But you know how it is when you fish and you're holding the pole. You got to be ready to reel that thing in, them big old fish. You can't be holding a bag of hot fries at the same time. So I had to put up with fishing but having one eye on them hot fries next to me because a crow don't care. That's just, you know, as they say, the truth of the matter. And if a fella is out there fishing for turkey salmon, a very elusive animal, you steady focused on trying to draw that thing out the water. Good eating if you can get it. They may be coming right now. But all that to say, there are them things in life where the scenario ain't perfect. But you can make it work if you want to. Does Mima want to hear folks hammering as she walks to early bird gets the perm inside that store? No. Does she want to walk over drop cloths as the painters paint? No, she don't. But does she want to go to Early Bird and get the perm and get her hair did? Oh, yes, she sure do. But for me, with everything that's going on from the new work out at Bud's uh, property, not at the burger shed, but where he lived doing his lawn, and the lawn business in general just being busy, it's nice to wrap up a day on the water or by the water. And I did get a little aluminum boat, you know, here in the last year or so, but I ain't got a way to get it to the water. So, you know, you in a catch 23 like that way yet. But I am hoping to get a truck this year. That's another thing going on on my on my schedule, on my agenda, on my radar. Starting to say, but I ain't uh, got it yet. So unless I'm inviting myself with a buddy to fish who already has a boat, I'm fishing from the shore. And I'm happy to do that. Now, I get out there today, and Myron Curtis decided to somersault down the hill behind the bait and tackle. Now, I say hill, it's a little decline that heads toward the lake. So I got my line in the water and a collection of snacks ready to be there past supper if need be. And here comes Myron somersaulting down that decline, decline like that little hill. 
And well, even for Myron, that don't make much sense. So instead of looking at Myron, I just turned my head and peekaboo over my shoulder to see Mary Beth Tucker giggling and taking a picture. Okay, now it all makes sense. Myron is showing off for his girlfriend. He said, hey, Tabin, we making a viral video. I said, I'm feeling kind of sick watching you gymnastic down the hill here. You got a looser pair of shorts you could wear? He said, how was it, Mary Beth? You know, like he ain't even listening to me. He calling up to her now to make sure they viral video came out. She said, oh, it's hilarious. You somersaulted, and then you just stopped over there, and then you started talking to Tavin. Like she seriously just repeated to Myron everything we knowed he just did because everybody's saying it. I told him, you got a better chance of a viral video if you somersault all the way into the lake. Myron said, oh, how deep is it right there? I said, it's too deep, Myron. You're going to scare all the fish away. You know, I ain't about to have him interrupt my fishing day uh, dropping into the water like that. See, I ain't the best fisherman, but I do learn. And one thing I know about fish is that they ain't liking it if you're just throwing stuff in the water all loud like that away. They ain't going to just hang out there. You know, like rocks, watermelon rinds, full-grown men, any of them things falling in the water, it make a big ruckus. Mary Bud Tucker's still up there giggling. You're so funny, Myron. She said like that. How, how's he funny, Mary Beth? That's what I said. He's just standing here talking about how deep the lake is. You know, this is what I was saying. Because you know, I'm over here trying to, trying to, you know, fish. What if I push you in, Tavin? That'd be funny. And if we make a million dollars off this video, we'd split some of it with you. That's what Myron said to me. Like, he's still working on this viral video idea. And he's thinking now, if he pushed me in the lake uh, and I'm the one that gets in all that water, uh, then, it, then it's going to be funny and they're going to make a million dollars or something like that. I'm just shaking my head, and about that time I get a bite. I got a bite. Like it wasn't no log or something that I got hung up on because it was sudden, and it pulled my line away while I start reeling it in, and it gets real light, and that fish did not stay on my line. And you know what else? It took my bait. Stealing my food like the crow of the water. Come on. Well, insult to injury, I look around, and I'm out of bait. Now, I could go right up to the bait and tackle there and get more bait. But A, it costs money. And secondly, I ain't sure I still want to fish here. Myron Curtis and Mary Beth Tucker trying to make video that requires somebody to end up in the water. No thanks. So did I run out of bait? Yes. Did I run out of snacks? No. Sure did not. So I just keep my line out of the water and decide to get into the snacks I brought. And I had not opened them hot fries yet. I was thinking, so I just sit there a little annoyed. You know, I'm out of bait, and Myron was disrupting stuff like his little somersault junction episode. About that time, he's standing there with his hands on his hips, and Mary Beth is fiddling with her camera, which is her phone. Uh, you know how they got uh, cameras on phones now? Because she got a phone that takes, you know, them pictures, so it's pretty popular. Anyhow, Myron look up to Mary Beth, you know, because they trying to figure out some video to do, and I'm sitting on the ground watching whatever show they about to put on. But little did I know that I had a front row seat to quite the event. If you know anything about Mary Beth and gravity, you know that gravity always wins. And that ain't just true for Mary Beth. It's also true for everybody. But she's had some real memorable encounters with it. That's all I'm saying. And she's at the top of that little hill. I mean, I, I, I'm really, it's a really a stretch to call it a hill by the bait and tackle. But she's fiddling with that camera when it slips out of her hand. And it just falls just a little way in front of her. So she bent over to get it. And gravity said, hello, Mary Beth, me again. 
Well, off she goes, spinning like a tractor tire, rumbling toward Myron. Her ponytail holder broke loose, and she is a tumbleweed of sneakers, water retention, and hair just moving at a solid clip right toward Myron, and he ain't got much time to react. So he get his feet shoulder-width apart and his hands up like you do when you're pushing your buddy's car to run out of gas, but at the same time, Myron is shuffling backwards, hands out, kind of like a defensive football drill, shuffling with his hands up. Well, he shuffled back too close to the edge of the water. I'm about halfway through a bag of hot fries, and Mary Beth makes contact contact with Myron's shins. He tried to jump, but Myron carries some weight and he was already shuffling backwards with his hands out forwards. So you got to know that to jump was really asking a lot of his body in a real short time span. A lot of reacting and coordinating and haunch strength had to be going on in order for this to work out perfectly. And then you got to figure out in your head what perfectly looks like. Because most of us would say staying out the water would be a good thing. But if you want a viral video, maybe not. Only thing is, there wasn't no video because Mary Beth passed her phone way back there toward the top of that decline and she rumbling toward Myron steady quick like. And now they in the middle of this. Don't neither of them want it is the way I see it, but they got to see this thing through. So Myron maybe lifts, maybe quarter inch off the ground. Mary Beth Tucker hits him. He's right in the lake. He was ready on the edge. Wasn't going to take much to get him in at that point anyhow. And Mary Beth somehow reach out and dig her little fingers into the side of that bank. But not before she's in the water up to her waist. Hanging on and screaming. Well, I can't just sit there and eat my hot fries. I hurry over there and help pull Mary Beth out. But I ain't able to on my own. So Myron is trying to lay his shoulder into her back. I guess that spot was a little over five feet, so Myron wasn't going to drown or nothing like that, but they both was wet and kind of mad. All the while, a crow swoops up and takes the rest of my bag of hot fries. So here's Mary Beth Tucker crawling up on the shore, wet and frazzled. Myron's swinging a leg onto the shore of the bank, drop off a little bit there, so he got a little bit of, you got to get up there a little bit, and he's rolling up there. You know, ain't nothing pretty about any of this. The little sausage roll up on there. You know, like a, just a little sausage through bread comes, but it's, it's Myron Curtis through a muddy riverbank. At this point, everybody's trying to get anything on their body to move them up on that ground. Twisting, rolling, grappling, and they both finally up on that shore. My forearm's a little muddy where Mary Beth was grabbing onto me, and they tired now. I mean, they both went down the hill and then up the bank, so they's tuckered out. Mary Beth tuckered out. And me? I'm standing there winded, no bait, no fish, and no hot fries. I broke the snack rule. If you stored it, finish it, or don't store it at all. That crow won today. Mary Beth Tucker retrieved her phone. Turns out she did hit record. It's mostly of the ground, but she got the audio of that whole escapade. Don't know if she's going to share that or delete it, though. She's going to have to spend some time thinking about that. I'll tell you what, though. That was enough of a fishing day for me. And hey... I still got out to the water, and I saw something I ain't never seen before. No, it was not the turkey salmon. It was the bait and tackle somersault frenzy. That's what I call it, at least. I mean, I think that's pretty accurate, truth be told. I think they say at least come back from a fishing story, or come back from fishing with a story. Well, I got one, buddy. We all got to deal with our setbacks. Meemaw don't like walking around that construction that early bird gets the perm, but it's going to be nice once it's done. New logo, maybe new shirt soon. Think, think. There is the no-pro shirt, though, waiting for y'all that want to get out to the lake or the river and celebrate what you do best. No-pro fishing.
I bring the snacks. And please get you some honey from bees. Bee house honey, let me know what you think. You'll see it in the show notes. That's Tavin's honey from bees. My face is on it. And well, I mean, that honey comes from, you guessed it, bees. Boy, did we do this? Do we have episode one of season three? Woo, this is fun. And it's just starting. Thank you so much for joining me on the Tab and Dillard podcast. And hey, if you ain't had Mary Beth Tucker rumbling head over heels right at you, knocking you to lake this week, you're doing pretty good. And me too. Hey, y'all do well. Have a good week. Thanks for joining me. Check the show notes. You got to check out that Tabin's Honey from Bees. You ain't going to be sorry. And until next week, we'll see you later. <laughs>